All right, we're recording. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, most me, <laughs> Blaine Ward. Um, <laughs> my brain just ended, but we're keeping that in. Uh, here with that me today. Thank you. I, I, you know, I do my best. Uh, here with me today is my buddy Aaron. Aaron, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm, how are you? You know. I'm thriving. Uh, I gotta recover from the opening, but you know, if if that ruins my reputation, so be it. Uh, Take it from the top. That's right. Um, now, Aaron, uh, for those who don't know you or uh, are unfamiliar with your taste, what are a few of your favorite movies and directors uh, to get a sense of where that's at? All right. Uh, well, I mean, it changes around all the time, but there are. I have a few movies that like stick up in my top. I mean, you know, all that jazz. I, of I love that movie. Yeah. Um, and I'd recently, you haven't watched it yet, but Harold and Maude. Yeah. That's a, and then what we're going to talk about today, Tom Popo. That's yeah. a great movie. Those three movies are what I, those are like my perfect three movies. Yeah. That's they're your, like that's your, top. that's your holy trinity of movies right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of directors, I mean, Hal Ashby, mm-hmm. he's, He's really awesome, and uh, Bob Fosse. Even though I've only seen like two of his movies, but. yeah. But I mean, if they're that good, you know, you got to put them. Yeah, on. I feel that. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, and then, Fosse Verdun, the FX show on Bob Fosse? I did not, but it had Sam Rockwell in it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just heard. I love Sam Rock. I love Sam Rockwell, so <laughs> I should I watch him. it. I love him too. He's always great. But awesome. Well, sick, man. Uh, I guess we'll jump jump into things. Uh. I don't have any housekeeping to take care of, but uh, you and I both saw uh, Netflix is doing a trilogy <laughs> all released in like a month. I, I don't know if we've ever had that sort of thing before. I don't think so. I thought they were going to be spaced out or something. And then after watching the first one, it was like next one coming in two days. Right. And you're like, oh, now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so Netflix is doing a Fear Street trilogy based off the R.L. Stein books. And I never read the books. Oh, is this based off an R.L. Stein thing? Yeah, yeah. Didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> eh, I don't blame you. Um, I don't think it said it anywhere in like the marketing or anything. I was just looking through the credits. I'm like, oh, based on R.L. Stein. Oh, and I'm like, that's the guy who did Goosebumps. And I'm like, I remember reading Goosebumps. Um, I hated the opening credit sequence so much. I didn't even read the names. You know, that's fair. That's fair. Anytime an opening credit sequence is like, hey, here's a bunch of newspapers and like uh audio telling yeah it, it was like now. this i don't know i was watching it with a friend and we were kind of making fun of it because in the opening credits they showed just about like every horror like trope there is because they had like the 1950s like milkman they had yeah. the um they had the 80s aesthetic and then they had like witches and satanism so it was just going through like all the <laughs> <laughs> it's really got everything you're looking for really uh it's the three it's the three like classic horror time periods that's right and that's what they're gonna do they got the first one in the 90s the second one's gonna be what the 60s or 70s or something something and then the third one's like all about like witches or something i don't know i don't pay attention i yeah. just saw i just saw the first one i'm like eh, seems like a good enough time and you know what i had a good time uh okay i did because i was making fun of it mostly that's fair. That's fair. but it's so poorly made it's yeah. like yeah I, that's the the beginning was it jumped around and it was like so unfocused and confusing like there's that um there's that scene like when they're in the bathroom Mm -hmm. it's like 
the three main characters, Dina, Simon, and whatever. Yeah. And they're like, two of them are like celebrating like the death of these people because they like are saying it's the witch or something. And then later you find out that they don't believe in the witch, but in the first scene, it seems like they do. Yeah. So you're like, what? What's going on? <laughs> but the the conversation, that specific bathroom conversation goes from talking about a massacre to talking about a witch to talking about like their band practice. And then they end the conversation with like this weird reveal that the two of them are drug dealers. And it, <laughs> you know, they, you gotta I, hit, you gotta hit your bases somehow. Right. You know, when you're writing a script, you're like, eh, let's just throw all this in one scene. You know? Yeah. Why, why do you need to, uh, why do we need to have scenes to, uh, explaining that when you can just say it all in two seconds. In yeah. saying one. Yeah. That's right. Keep uh, it short. I got Maya Hawk baited um, with this because uh, I saw Maya Hawk on the Netflix. Like, in the first like, shot. Yeah, yeah, well, they on Netflix, they had like the little icon or whatever, and she was in there. And I'm like, oh, I like Maya Hawk. I guess I'll check this out. And then, spoiler alert, but not really because it's only in the first like five minutes, she dies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, all right. I guess I'm going to finish this now. Uh, yeah. I, I, no, I, I feel like, stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> she dies and you just turn it off. <laughs> well, like, saw I, enough. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. It, the first half's really rough. Because it, it kind of just... Yeah, it, it did hit its stride a little later. I agree with that. Yeah, well, it, it starts off and, it, and there, there's no clear, like, I don't understand relationships. I don't understand, like, who people are to one another. And then yeah. only in the middle do you finally, like, does everything start clicking? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the last half is just, like, you know, your regular I, thriller stuff. I guess that's, to some extent, that's a style, like, throwing you into the midst of it instead of explaining everything. Sure. But, I don't know. I feel there's a lot better ways to do that. Oh, yeah. Like, using, using proper, or, like, good, um, like camera and like set pieces and stuff to like tell things about characters without explaining it, which they didn't really do. They just didn't explain it at all. They just like. Well, that's the thing. The editing was really weird in that first half. They're at like the football game. It wasn't a game or was it a memorial? Or like a both? I don't know. It was unclear. It was unclear. (laughs) This is what I mean. Like the first 20 to 30 minutes were very confusing. Yeah. Well, they're at the football game i'm gonna call it because i don't know what else to call it but uh yeah. our main two female characters uh who are like exes or whatever they go yeah. like behind some stand and they're having like a conversation or something but it's cross-cut with like i don't know the, a fight yeah yeah a fight and i'm like all right what's the point like they're not really at mm-hmm. each other's necks and the other you know the two yeah, uh, yeah towns are and i'm like all right what's the point of this like i thought this was gonna build to like something bigger than oh you know a fist fight's gonna break i guess out. i guess the cross cutting was just to show that they were taking place at the same time i guess but so but it's like it, i could have just didn't... seen that like you know one after the other and yeah out. it was bad editing yeah um but i will say <laughs> I, I i was really gonna write this off as like a um as like a scream <laughs> ripoff uh but there's sc- a what ripoff uh scream the west craven oh movie. yeah yeah yeah, it's kind of Scream's a lot more self-aware, and I like Scream. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thought the second half it hits tried a little more. Like it gets entertaining. There's some like I didn't. I thought this was gonna be one of those horror movies that like didn't have the balls to like kill anyone off. But like yeah, they do, and I'm like, oh, 
okay. You know, that was that was the same thing I kind of had. I mean, I don't want to spoil who dies, but no. you know what I'm, you, the part I'm talking about, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was impressed, <laughs> and thank God it was rated R, so, you know, there's some gnarly kills in there. Um, yeah. And at least for me, like, the setup is interesting enough for what they're mm-hmm. going to do in the trilogy, where I'll check out the other two. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's not high horror or anything like that. It's yeah. Just, like, if you're looking for a good, like, thriller i mean i'll admit i was i wasn't paying full attention during the whole movie i i know i mean i know the plot i know what happens but i was <laughs> my friend and i were making jokes about it <laughs> like you know the you know the part where like they're trapped in the high school and those like five undead killers are coming after them yeah, yeah. during that part my friend started making like a joke about the sixth some like fake sixth killer named Rupert <laughs> ghost <laughs> And he wouldn't shut up about Rupert Ghost for this, like the second half of this film. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing! Shout out to Rupert. Uh, I hope he Rupert shows Ghost. Up. <laughs> he better show up in parts two and three. In part two and three. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's really not a lot to say about it. If you like cheesy Netflix horror, you'll probably get a kick out of it. If not, watch it with a friend. If yeah. You're having a good time. Um, yeah, I, if you liked Stranger Things season three, you'll like Fear Street. <laughs> it was very similar to that. A lot of like neon lights, a lot of malls. There's Maya Hawk, yeah. you know, very similar, very similar. But I don't know. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see where it goes. I really, I mean, you know, it's it, yeah, it, it's what you expect from a Netflix original horror movie. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. they're not changing. Yeah, but you know, I, I had fun. I don't know. Um. So, moving on to the next topic. Today, we have a, another retrospective for you guys. Um, they just released... I haven't seen it, and I probably won't see it, because who cares? Um, they're doing some sort of Monsters, Inc. Disney Plus show. Uh, Are they? Yeah. I didn't but, even know about this. Eh, 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 I saw a trailer for <laughs> it, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to... You know, I don't need to do that. But... I thought, you know, Aaron, you've seen most of the Pixar stuff. Uh, we might as well do a little retrospective of all of them because I don't yeah. want to talk about all of them separately. I'd rather, you know, run through. Just, yeah, run through them. That's right. Yeah. Um, now, here's a question beforehand. As far as mainstream animation goes, would you say Pixar, even though not all the stuff they do are great, would you say they're like on the top of the heap or would you say another one? I mean, for mainstream? Yes, yeah. definitely. I mean, I cannot think of much mainstream animation better than Pixar. Yeah, I mean, it's either that, like, DreamWorks has, like, one good movie every, like, I don't know, four years or something. Uh, Illumination doesn't have anything, uh, I don't know, I'm running out of- Yeah, Illumination has, like, nothing great. Yeah, I mean, the first Despicable Me is, like, alright, but, like, everything- I mean, yeah, it's a fun watch. It's a good kids movie, but, I mean, in terms of, like, finding more value in it, yeah, there's not much there. Yeah, I hear Whereas Pixar, most of Pixar, I think- has some substantial like art to it yeah i agree yeah and you know they're always different they're always switching things up even if it's not great you know they'll they'll find something new that's the thing their movies feel kind of fresh you know even if Mm -hmm. it's like even if it's a story you've kind of seen before they they got like a new world or a new like i don't know theme that they're touching on which is like all right you know and i i'm a big fan of animated stuff and i think some of these have some very very good animation Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. So I guess especially we'll to... Oh yeah, but... Soul. Oh, we'll get into that. Uh, so I guess we're gonna go in theatrical release order, just because the easiest way. To <laughs> okay, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I do not right. know the theatrical release order. That's but... okay. I'm gonna, you know, this is this is, this is for me <laughs> to get you. I'm gonna get you right on the spot here. Uh, 
So the first one, uh, on the way in 1996, uh, 1996, uh, Toy Story. <laughs> I, I like Toy Story. Toy Story. Yeah. It's, you know, it's cute. It's charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while. But yes, good movie. Yeah, and, you know, obviously the animation looks dated, but it's impressive that like it. It's weird to think about how like that was the first CG animated yeah. movie of its time. You know, I mean, it started it started it all. So yeah, that you know, you kind of respect. Pixar. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine like what it must be like in a theater to like see that for the first time and be like, mm-hmm. what am I watching? And the fact that it's not like you know nonsense yeah. there's like a clear like story structure yeah right? you mean because it was like the first thing that wasn't like hand hand yeah. drawn one yeah. of the first probably mm-hmm. yeah like i mean the first full length i believe yeah. i don't know that for sure but no it definitely yeah it was the first full length which is cool um but i just can't imagine like what it would be like to be like sitting there and being like what am i watching you know um yeah but i don't know i like the first story of the story i don't have a ton to say about it it it's kind of freaky um Sid, like, scared me as a child. Oh, was Sid the first one? Yeah, Sid was in the first one. Oh, okay. For some reason, I always thought he was the second. I'm getting them mixed up, but... It's all good. I love the, um... I mean, if, if that is the first one, then I love the scene with all the, um... Like, toys that he's, like, mangled when they're coming out. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the creepy spider baby and the hooker. It's <laughs> the- <laughs> one of the best jokes that Pixar has done where you're like, dang. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That seems, like, genuinely, like, really freaky. And that baby, like, spider yeah. thing is scary as hell. The way, like, the sound effects and the way they, like, all emerge from the <laughs> darkness and, like, surround. It's a very good scene. Yeah, just... oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very effective at, like, creeping you the hell out. Um, but, you yeah. know, it's a classic. And there's not really a ton to say about it. I think this is a really hot take, and I'll get into it yeah. later. I think this is the weakest Toy Story movie. Um, only because I get a lot more, like, emotionally... I, I agree. I have not seen four, but okay. yes. Yeah, because I think the others, and we'll get into them, but I feel like the others do a lot more with, like, the world. And obviously, like, the first one, you know, there's only so much you can do, but I feel like the second and third and fourth one, in my yeah. opinion. But, like, they expand it to a point where I'm like, oh, there's a lot more going on here, and I kind of like that. Um, yeah. The next one they have <laughs> is uh, 1998. This is A Bug's Life, a.k.a. Animated Seven Samurai. Okay. This is my hot take. Go this, for this it. This is my hot take. This is a um. This is a top ten, almost top five Pixar film. Ooh, that is a hot take. I like A Bug's Life. I think it's fun. <laughs> my my brother, who's like a big Pixar fan, kept mm-hmm. like making fun of me for having Bug's Life in like my top five because yeah. he thinks there's better ones. But I, I I don't know. It's very fun. It's like it's a charming movie. Yeah. It's just like I mean it's it, it's it's beat for beat Seven Samurai where it's like oh we gotta get a group of like you know warriors yeah. to fight off the invaders and you know well, I just I love the circus bugs <laughs> they're they're so cool I mean I love circus themed stuff I just yeah. think that's like a cool aesthetic I guess but um, just the circus bugs are such awesome characters all of them with like their weird voices and they're like I don't know like the butterfly I, they're they're all so cool. Yeah, they got the ladybug. They're, they're like a, they're like the band of misfit quirky characters, and right. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's there's a lot of like uniqueness, yeah, uniqueness in the character design and like voices and like what they can do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I think Bug's life is overlooked. Um, now, uh, 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 it does have Kevin Spacey, and that's a little yikes. But I mean, everything else. Wait, is he in there? Who's yeah, he? he's Hopper. He's Hopper. He's the bad guy. 
How did I not know this? Oh. I don't know. I guess I just didn't pay attention to the credits when That's I was okay. little and watching A Bug's Life. <laughs> well, I think about those earlier Pixar movies. They have, like, the bloopers at the end, like the animated yeah. bloopers. They should bring those back. Those were so funny. <laughs> I just wish, uh, I wish they bring them back. That's my, that, that's, if that's one thing we learn out of today, uh, they need to bring back the animated bloopers. <laughs> animated bloopers. That's right. Yeah, but I love, I love the ladybug. Um, I think he's really funny. I, or she, I don't know what gender yeah. the ladybug is. Uh, I mean, this, I was going to say the thing about the animated bloopers is probably with like the modern technology and stuff, they don't have as many animated bloopers. That's probably true. Yeah. Cause now they've like fine tuned it. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, I'm sure they have cuts and deleted scenes, but in terms of bloopers, you can kind of precisely get what you want the first time. Yeah. Whereas true. the others are like, uh oh, something went out of whack. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, it, yeah you're probably right. It was a product of the time. Because I think it was only, I'm, I'm looking through the list right now. I only think like Bugs Life and Toy Story 2 had those bloopers. And like none of the others did. I'm like, you didn't somewhere. Anywho, I guess that segues <laughs> me into Toy Story 2. I love Toy Story 2. That hot take, I think that's the best Toy Story movie. That's what I have on my list. Yeah. Um, is That's the one with um, like the Darth Vader kind of character. Yeah, What's Zerg. Zerg. Zerg, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I was like scared of Zerg when I was a kid. I don't know why, but Zerg like freaked me out. Nah, he's, you know, he's intimidating. They, like, murder Bugs Lightyear in, like, the first, like, five minutes into the video game. But, like, that yeah. sabotaged me when I was a child. I'm like, <gasps> and I didn't believe Wait, it. Wait, is the second one, I think the second one's the one that, like, freaked me out most. Because it has, like, um, it's got that scene where they get trapped in, like, the, um, he's, like, a puppet guy or something. He's, like, sewing them back together. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, Woody gets his arm torn off, and they've hired like, yeah. a picture where they gotta, like... First, that scene is so creepy, with, yeah. like, his case of, like, things, and he's, like, work. he's got, like, the glasses, and he's, like, working on Woody. Yeah, yeah he's, that like, scene. he's, like, polishing his eyes and stuff, and, like, you're, like, oh. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep focusing on all the weird, creepy scenes in the Toy Story movies. <laughs> no, you should. No, dude, the scene that traumatized me in Toy Story 2... <clears throat> I mean, not only in the opening, but, like, there's a scene, because the whole thing is, like, Andy goes to summer camp or whatever, and Woody has, like, a dream that he comes back and finds, like, Woody with oh, his arm, and yeah, he drops, drops him it. In. Yeah, and that, like... Why, that was, was, why, did, why did the first two Toy Stories have, like, these weird, like, like creepy, like, psychedelic moments there? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't brought him back. Yeah, exactly. I don't they know. Should bring back the, they should bring back these, like, weird, creepy scenes in, um in the modern Pixar movies. I, I agree. Think we need those again. Well, we don't really have, and I guess that, that like, a quick aside, but we don't really have a lot of, like, scary mainstream kids movies. Like, the closest thing I can think of is, like, Coraline, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It's terrifying, but it's still a kid yeah. movie, you know? I, mm -hmm. I, I, I want more scary kids movies these days. That's <laughs> I think that'd be cool. I mean, there's so much cool, creepy stuff you can do with animation. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. you can do it in a way where it's not, like... Because Coraline's freaky as hell, but, like, and, yeah. and that movie's rated PG. Like, there's not a lot of violence. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, atmosphere yeah. and character design and stuff like yeah. that. Um, which, they should bring it back. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, Toy Story 2, strongest Toy Story movie. I get really emotional. The uh, When Somebody Loved Me song hits me every time. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> my feels. Uh... I like all the airport stuff. I like the buzz. That this one, like, yeah. there's so many like references to other movies in Toy Story Two for some reason, because they do the whole like, "Oh, I am your father" thing from like Star Wars. Oh yeah, and that's mm -hmm. really funny. Like the opening is like a straight up like, 
uh, Superman ripoff and stuff like that. It's like I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I like I like all the pop culture references. Um, and all. That Is this stuff. the one that has like? I, people always point out that there's like room two thirty seven in a bunch of like Pixar movies. I think that's in, like I think that's in there. Yeah, because that yeah. like Al Al or whatever he he he's got like a hotel or something. I think he's in <clears> room two thirty seven or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that's a fun little fun little gag. And I think wait a minute. I think they said that like the carpet in Sid's room in the first one is the carpet in the Overlook Hotel. I think it is. Yeah. Or it's one of the, it's not like the classic carpet in the Overlook, but it might be like the green one that you see in like. Yeah. Yeah. In some of the other scenes. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's so cool. They didn't need to do that, but they did, you know, God bless (laughs) them. I guess moving on, Monsters, Inc. Um, I love top three. I love Monsters, Inc. It's so good. I love Monsters, Inc. Just like, I don't know, the whole door thing. It's oh, so, so cool. cool. I agree. Oh, we're on the same page. That, that <laughs> the door thing is like one of the coolest, like, um, I don't know, plot devices in any Pixar movie. It's Absolutely. just, it's so awesome. And they yeah. utilize it so well in that last chase. They you do. Know? Like they and go there's like when he gets tra- When he gets trapped in like the icy, uh, wherever he ends up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so like, and, it's so fun. It's such a fun idea, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. monsters that scare you, they, like, have to do that for electricity or something. Yeah. You know, that's clever. It is so cool. And then, um, I mean, obviously, the main the main duo, yeah. Mike and uh, Sully, Mike and Sully are awesome. Yeah, and they, then, might uh, be, they might be the strongest, like, Pixar, like, two main characters, like, funny. Yeah, shows, they know? are. That's, like, the strongest of them. Or up. Or, or up. up. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but Monsters Inc. has such a cool villain. Um, Randall or Waternoose? Uh, I mean both, but I was, what's the purple guy? He's Randall, Randall. right? Yeah, Randall. Oh, he's yeah. great. Yeah. The, the way he, like, moves around, he, like, slides and, like, he's, like, slimy and he's just... <laughs> and then you got, like, Steve Buscemi, you know? And it's like, I love Steve Buscemi, you know? Wait, Steve, who's Steve Buscemi? He's Randall. What? Yeah. You're bringing all these things up that I don't know, making me look stupid. <laughs> My goal, I'm here to trap you. Yeah, no. I'm Kevin not. Spacey's Hopper and Steve Buscemi's Randall. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but no, Monsters, Inc. is so much fun. And it's got, like, that might have, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a better, but as far as, like, last image, like, last shot in a Pixar movie, that might have the best one. Where, like, oh, yeah. Where, like, finally sees Boo, and he's, like, you just see, <laughs> it doesn't even show her. It has so much restraint, and you just see, like, his reaction to, like, seeing yeah. her again. Oh, it's just golden. It's golden. And I love Mike. He's so funny. <laughs> the way he yells always gets me. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Finding Nemo. I know you have a hot take about Finding Nemo. I do have a hot take about Finding Nemo. I don't yeah. like Finding Nemo. Wow. Why? I... <laughs> I, I don't know, really. Um, yeah. It's just... Nothing really hit hard in that movie for me. Sure. And I always, the only, I, I don't know, I always, I'm, I keep pointing out, like, the the creepy scenes in, um, in these movies, but, like, the dentist office. Yeah. I do like the dentist's office. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I just remember it being creepy with, like, that kid. Like, yeah, Darla. Yeah. yeah. They play the, they play <laughs> the, they play, like, the psycho music every time she shows up with, like, a, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I disagree with you. I think you're wrong, but, you know, respectfully. Uh, I love Finding Nemo. That movie makes me cry. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I, yeah. 
It's the one time I liked Ellen DeGeneres, so that's, you know... That's I, I don't like Dory. I never got the Dory charm. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really explain it to you. I think she's charming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On my Pixar ranking list, the Nemo and Finding Dory are almost the lowest. They're, they're only beat out, or they're only... The only thing worse on my list is the Cars franchise. Oh, and we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, Finding Nemo, you all know it. It's a classic. I don't need to go any further. Yeah. Um, Incredibles. Incredibles is top three for me. I love Incredibles, but I think that's just yeah. I think that's just Brad Bird. Like anything Brad Bird touches, I'm a huge fan of. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know I know this isn't isn't Pixar, but the Iron Giant. Classic. Such a good movie. That's what I'm saying, man. People need to check out Iron Giant. That movie's so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I. I mean, if Iron Giant were Pixar, it'd be like number one. But <laughs> amen. amen. No, I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, I love Incredibles. Um, I don't know. It's. I love it too, but it's uh, not. It's not as high on my list. That's okay. Yeah, I just love like all the power. Like I. I don't know. I get a kick out of like seeing you know everybody use their powers <laughs> and like the whole like it's like a James Bond kind of superhero. It is movie. cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's, oh, the score by Michael Giacchino is so good. Oh, yes. Oh. I mean, the opening song is oh, a good song. Glorious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and Syndrome's cool. I like the villain. Oh, Syndrome is cool, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And, it's, I, and that's the other thing. I feel like it has, like, a real sense of, like, danger in the movie. And yeah. a lot of animated movies, like, don't really have that. And the fact that, yeah. like, the movie is about, like, how, like, superheroes have, like, all died to this one guy. Yeah. I like all the characters they don't really focus on in this movie. Because yeah. there's, um, so what, what's the, they, you see, like, the skeleton of, like, that one guy in the cave. Yeah, the Cyclops. Looking yeah. Back. Yeah. I don't know why. He's, he's really cool to me for some reason. Just, yeah. like, the mystery behind his character. Of and course. then, um, what's the guy, uh, like, the bomber, the French, like, Oh, bon uh, voyage, bon voyage, bon voyage. Yeah. yeah, for some reason I I love bon voyage. <laughs> Even though he's like he's in like five seconds of the movie, he's like awesome. Give me a bon voyage spinoff. That's what we're. Bon voyage. And then um, I know they did more with him in the second one, but um, the under Undertaker, under, underminer, under underminer. Yeah, yeah he's he, he's like I don't know. I just bon voyage and underminer have really cool like villain character design. Yeah, it's all, I, I think the other thing, too, is, like, it's very inspired by, like, the, the the crazy, like, 60s, like, you know, serial, like, ah, Mr. Incredible, you know, yeah. and, and, and all that stuff. Like, yeah. it's silly fun, but it's still, like... Old, like, know. radio shows and comic books and stuff. It's right. Got, yeah. But it, it, it has a sense of danger to it. You know, there's that scene where they're, like, on the plane, and there's, like, these missiles coming for them, and there's this oh, very yeah, real yeah. threat where they're, like, they mm -hmm. might die, you know, and all that stuff's, like, really exciting. It's a very cool atmospheric movie. Yeah. Good environment. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's high up there. I'm a big Incredibles fan. Uh, I guess next on the list we have Cars. Um, <laughs> uh, is this the weirdest world that Pixar has created out of all of them? One of them. Yeah. Wait, real quick. I want to talk about the fact that planes exists. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I saw because it in planes, the I, I didn't realize this for a while. I thought Planes was a Cars spinoff by Pixar. And then you go and look it up, and Pixar had nothing to do with Planes. Yeah, it was just Even some Disney-like like, ripoff thing. Yeah, It's the same concept and the same animation style, so it's like a complete ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's like I, I went into I like I was dumb and young when I saw it, but I, I thought there was gonna be like some sort of cameo by like Lightning McQueen or Mater or something when I saw it. And yeah. No, there's no mention of anything like in the cars. I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Here? I'm surprised that movie didn't get like sued or something. It just <laughs> seems like it was a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. Like two big corporations stealing from each other. That's <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. The first Cars movie, I wouldn't go far as to say it's, like, terrible, only because yeah. I, I like the beginning and I like the end. I can do without literally everything in the middle, but the beginning and the end gives me, like, the vroom vroom, like, dad energy. I, I gotta have a good time. I basically forgot everything that happened in that movie. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's it's a fun kids movie. Oh, sure. When I was, like, six, Which I watched is, this, like, all the time. Yeah. Which is the thing, why it's worse than most of the others. Because the others have value for, like, people of all ages. Yeah. Whereas I think something like Cars is just kind of... There. (laughs) It's just a kid's movie. It's nothing more. It's just, it's Cars racing around that talk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's much more interesting, like, discussing the lore of, like, what could have possibly happened to lead to these events than, like, the movie. Oh, yeah. The... (laughs) Like, the weird, like, nuclear fallout theories. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... Are we gonna start talking about Pixar theory? (laughs) (laughs) That's so dumb. That's clearly just, like, a... I hate the Pixar theory. (laughs) There's no way that all of these are connected. Like, give me a break. I saw somebody... Yeah. Like, the end of The Pixar creators did not have this in mind. They're not doing this. They just like adding Easter eggs from their other movies because they think it's cute and funny. It's not like... Every time the Pizza Planet truck shows up, I'm like, hey, look, it's a Pizza Planet truck. I don't immediately start going into conspiracy theorist mode where I'm like, oh, and this means it's connected to the Bear Sneen universe. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, like, it's Please boring. enlighten me on how Luca connects to Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody, I was reading something, or I saw like a YouTube recommended video or something where it's like, where does 20, who does 22 become at the end of Solo? I'm like, you completely missed the point of the movie. If you're like, if you're trying to focus on who 22 became, like, give me a. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's cars. It's not like the worst thing. But again, it is, you're right. It does stand out in the Pixar thing because it's just not as like adult as the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not like a theme or anything. It's just cars. Like, uh oh. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to win the race, you know? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. However, uh, their next movie, I think, was a huge step forward in quality ratatouille um oh I yeah ratatouille ratatouille's top five. Oh, ratatouille's so good i mean like ugh, it's so good it's underrated i feel like like i i, I know everyone it? loves it i don't know i feel yeah. like everyone loves it but not everyone loves it enough i feel like people need to love it more, <laughs> more. right <laughs> more yeah uh i don't know i i just love the vibes of that it feels yeah I mean, there, there's there's like nothing wrong with ratatouille it's, right it's like an indie movie, you know, like the plot is not like a, like it, it, the plot is like so inconsequential. It's literally just like a vibe, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just learning to cook and, you know, maybe the, yeah. like, the biggest stakes in the movie is, uh oh, what will the food critics say about our food? You know, it's like, very yeah, stuff, it's know? not, it's not like a, it's not an incredibly like plot driven movie. It's yeah. just, it's a character driven movie. Right. But. You know, and and I love I love the whole like oh, and the rat controls the human, like all that stuff's just hilarious. Like the way they animate that is so cool. Yeah, I love all that. And uh, the critics, um, what's his name? The critic, uh, ego, Anton ego, Anton ego. His like monologue at the end, oh. like his um his critique of the restaurant is one of the. It's such a good, it's such good dialogue. 
Yeah, they really like the voiceover with him at the end it, about like experiencing new things that right. he can't understand, but he'll he'll accept them. It's like such a good message from him at the end. Yeah, it it, it kind of sneaks up on you really because like the whole movie you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's the rat learning to cook, and it is. But like, there's a really like interesting like almost subplot that kind of really like gets a payoff at the yeah. end, like about like it's the anyone can cook thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and all that stuff. But really it doesn't cool, even right? just apply to cooking. It's just like creativity I don't know. Much, you know and yeah. like art and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. and i you know there's a lot of uh similarities we can draw to tam popo but we'll we'll get into that oh yeah when we get to that but yeah ratatouille is a classic it's hysterical uh i love the music in it it's so so nice i don't know it's just a nice it's a vibe you know i put that movie on i'm like i want to watch that. yeah that's all i really need Later, uh, we will do. We will compare and contrast Ratatouille and Tom Popo. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Stay tuned. Um, okay, their next one, uh, Wally. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think of? Wally? Oh, I love Wally. I love Wally um, too. My parents hate Wally, and I don't know why. What? I know. I don't Wally's know. He's so lovable. <laughs> just like I agree. I don't even have like any grand things to say about it. It's just, it's a lovable movie. It's, it's I feel cool. Like, that I feel like Wally is like one of their biggest like risky movies, and I know it's Pixar, obviously, but like you mean because it goes it goes into like the sci-fi realm almost. Yeah, there's there's some very ambitious choices that they make in that movie. Mm-hmm. The first half of it, there's barely any dialogue. It's like almost a silent movie. Oh, yeah, it's like him having a cockroach friend. It's like right. And it's delightful. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's why part of why the movie works. But yeah. it, 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 hears, it, it it takes such a left turn. I, not in a bad way, but like yeah. it goes from like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the science, like, you know, this uh yeah. silent movie. You're like, oh my gosh, we're in hard science fiction. <laughs> like America has grown like fat yeah. and lazy. And you're like, damn, okay, Pixar. Like, yeah, it really takes a turn, but it works. Oh yeah. And I get what you mean about it being like a silent film. I mean, it's just like him running around like, yeah, I, I forget what happens in the first, but it's it's very fun. It's just like, have you seen the movie Playtime? No, it's on my list to get to, but I know what you're talking. Okay, about. well then I can't. I you won't really get the the similarities there, but like I don't know. Playtime's just like basically the first half of the movie is this guy like running around after somebody, <laughs> and it has like there's like barely any plot and like structure to it, but it's just one of the funniest like movies ever. That's delightful. Somehow. Yeah, I need to check out Playtime. That's on my list. I gotta get to that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's Wally. Most people love it, except my parents for some reason. I don't know. You know, shout out mom and dad. If you're listening, I don't know if they're listening. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What's I wrong like... with you? Yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, but I, I like Wally. Um, I love. It, it's very like it's very tiny, but I love like the difference between like Wally, who's like this old like rusty robot, and then like Eve, who's like this Eve. Apple like high tech like that's kind of a cool you know duo. yeah um and it's got like, uh, a lot oh, of the, fun yeah what do you the say? space scene the space dance oh beautiful just beautiful <laughs> that's got to be one of the most beautiful like poetic Pixar moments right absolutely yeah without a doubt. I love that. I love that scene. And, it, you know, there's, like, a fun... There's some fun, like, 2001 references in there. You know, mm-hmm. you got the... Yeah. Got the, spinning the robot. Ghost. Yeah, and you got, like, the how... No, it's not how. Auto? Auto. It's something 9000, though. Yeah. It, it's a very clear how reference. But... Oh, right. Yeah, because it's, like, the red dot or whatever, and you're like, okay, yeah. I see what you're doing here. But, yeah, Wally's a classic. I love I love the score in that one, too. That's the thing. A lot of these Pixar mm-hmm. movies, I really like the music to a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Gets me into the next one, which is my favorite score, uh, Up. 
Um, oh, yes. Which, Up uh, is probably my favorite Pixar movie. I think I'm in agreement. It's either between that or Incredibles for me. But, like, uh, like listen, all right, everyone knows the first, like, ten minutes of that movie or, like, you know, oh, a yeah. god level. But everything else is really good, too. I don't know why people write yeah. off the rest of it, you know? I mean, the first ten minutes is just, like, that amazing montage. The, right. It's so sad, but... My mom has said that the first 10 minutes of opera is the only movie to ever make her cry. Mm. So mm. <laughs> it's got the power, man. Yeah, that opening yeah. is so sad. But like everything afterwards, like, like how do you not like Doug? He's a dog that can talk. Oh, yeah. And oh. um the bird. What's the bird's name? Uh Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, even though it's a it's a woman. They were ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, I love Kevin. But, I love Doug. I don't know. I like that one too. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people yeah. just kind of say, oh, I yeah. love Up. Oh, it's so good. And the music. Oh my gosh. That little, like, I mean, yeah. There's so many good moments in that. When he, like, the part where he throws all of his furniture out of the house uh, to make it fly away so he can go get his kid back because uh, it's, it's like the child they never had together kind of thing. Yeah, man. There's and so much he, to it, you know? Uh. Yeah. And then I love, like, the old man fight scene with him and um, <laughs> Christopher Plummer's character. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they're both, like, so... Plummer, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both, like, so <laughs> old that they're, like, barely doing damage to each other, and they both, like, swing Yeah, their and he, like, back. spits his dentures at him to, like, drop the sword, and it's, like... <laughs> delightful and that one has a really i don't know i like the last shot of that one too where it's like oh yeah all that's been through like the house is on the waterfall you know yeah because it's where they wanted to go it's i don't know like that's you know that just gets me i'm like oh man oh yeah yeah ups and classic uh everyone who doesn't like up shut up and go home um (laughs) i don't know it's a classic i'll watch that movie over and over again uh next one uh toy story 3 i love toy story 3 oh yeah I feel like everyone had, like, really low expectations for that, and so it just, like, blew it out of the water, kind of. Yeah. Because it had, it had been so long since the first Toy Stories, and I think everyone thought they were going to mess it up or something. Right. Because I remember when it came out. I saw it in, like, theaters, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did, too. Um, and that movie, like, we were talking about uh, uh, childhood trauma. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you remember the monkey? Like, the, the monkey with the... Oh, he's the, so creepy. Yeah, the yeah, wind-up monkey? The like, that's monkey. freaky, too. Okay, symbol monkeys in general are just creepy. Like, yeah, they're awesome, true. but creepy. Like <laughs> Yeah, who designed those? I, I want to know. Um, yeah. yeah, but, like, Toy Story 3 is basically, like, a prison escape movie. And that's fun, it's you know? It's been a very long time since I've seen it, but I do... I, I love the um the turn of um the bear character. Oh, Lotso or whatever. Yeah, Lotso. Like he, he, I don't know. He's like a he's an interesting villain because mm-hmm. they actually give they give him like very clear motivation as a villain. Absolutely. And at they, least uh, for a kid by, by kids movie standards, it's very clear motivation for a villain. Right. But. And I I like the fact that they don't redeem him in the end. There's a very clear moment where he has the chance to, like, save the day. And Pixar's like, no, we're not going to let him do this. He's going to be, like, the worst person ever and just leave them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's palsy. I like that, you know? Yeah. Which most, I feel like there's a lot of Pixar villains that, like, try to redeem, redeem themselves at the end or something. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a trope, right? I feel, I, I started saying that and I can't remember, like, 
pick out any moments, but I don't know. I maybe there are. I, I feel like Disney in general either does like it's oh, a kids movie thing. Yeah, right, yeah. Maybe not a Pixar thing, but but you're right. You're you're on the right track though. I don't blame you. Yeah, but with the kids movie, yeah, most of the time, you know, they try. It's like oh, we can all be friends, and I mean, you know, sometimes that's all well and good. Uh, but yeah. With lots of, I was just impressed because uh, the whole thing like builds up to that. Uh, finale in like the the uh, junkyard or whatever, and Lotso oh, yeah, has a very clear moment. Yeah, generated. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he just lets him to die, which is like the most horrifying three minutes in ten year old Blaine's. Uh, oh yeah, when they're all like about to get burned. Yeah. yeah, and I mean obviously you know they they don't the aliens save him or whatever, but like I'm gonna tell them I was right, but I'm gonna tell them. But I was so scared when I was watching the that. Picture was, like, was really. If, if Pixar was really ballsy, they would have let them all burn. <laughs> <laughs> all the kids walk out of the theater just sobbing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woody and Buzz get like boiled. <laughs> <laughs> Their plastic melts off. They and <laughs> <laughs> like Lasso walking away in the sunset. <laughs> Lots of the first kids movie where the villain like wins. <laughs> it's, Avengers, it's Avengers Infinity War, but when Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that'd be incredible. Uh, yeah. Wasn't uh, there something in that movie where like Buzz turned evil? I forgot uh, about that. But Buzz, don't they like. There's an evil Buzz in Toy Story 2. In Toy Story 3, he turned Spanish. Oh yeah, yeah, not evil, just Spanish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that I'm not racist. But... No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> you're getting not... them mixed up. <laughs> you're about to be canceled. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. Toy Story Three is fun. It, it, the end. I really like the ending emotionally. Like, I like four, and I'll I'll, I'll get into four when we get to it. But like, Toy Story Three. I have not seen four, so. But. As far as, like, if you take 1, 2, and 3 as a trilogy, they, they wrap it up mm-hmm. really well. I oh, yeah. Um, from a story. I feel story. like every time Pixar has brought back the, the Toy Story, people have thought it's going to be, like, really bad, and then they end up, like... Solid. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, why they got it? <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, we're going to get into it, but this is, like, this, this is kind of marks the era of Pixar where, like, it kind of drops off. They kind of drop the ball a little bit in these next... Uh, few. Yeah. Because they start leaning on sequels, and it's like, uh oh. I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen every Pixar movie, so okay. we'll see well, as so I go we'll, through. We'll get into this. Well, uh, here's the best one uh, Cars 2. Uh, have you seen okay. Cars 2? Okay, I have seen Cars 2. It's yeah. awful. No, it's, <laughs> it's the sucked. worst Pixar movie. Whoever had the idea to make Mater the main character deserves to, like, die. Um, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. He topped the top his, billing. You know? Getting his stardom. That's right. Uh, Gotta get the paycheck. Uh, um, yeah. Who thought like cars should be a spy franchise? That's my question. Like, I don't know. I completely forgot. Yeah, there's like whole spy movie sequences and that. There's like the villain and like, I don't know. That movie doesn't even have like Buzz Lightyear in it. Or I'm not Buzz Lightyear. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same thing, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he. The thing is, and I, I I've seen this movie so many times because I was like eleven when it came out, and you know eleven. Yeah, years, yeah. Like, sure, I've probably that. seen it two times right. or so. Yeah. But like, I I remember the movie opens, and you think it's gonna be about Lightning McQueen, and then he's just like sidelined for like the rest of the movie, and it's just, hey, yeah. you like Mater, and we're like, no, and Pixar's like, no, no, I mean, he's he's okay, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah. Isn't there like a whole scene? There's like a five minute scene of him eating wasabi and like dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's the best scene. That's the best scene in Pixar. That's correct. There. Yeah. Screw, yep. <laughs> screw the opening moments of uh, Up. You know. I, I yeah. Love... It's 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 Mater eating wasabi <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Cinema. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. And it, it, it's Cars 2. It's awful. Like, it's not even, like, I, the first Cars, you can just watch it as, like, a kid's movie. Like, if I have a kid, yeah. I'll watch it with him or her. You know, like, it's just a regular kid's movie. Cars I'm two, banning I, it. Yeah, Cars 2 I don't want to see ever again. Like, I want to burn it. I Like, it's just not fun. It's not funny. It's not, like, visually interesting. It's just a waste of time. And you're like, all right, I shouldn't have done this. I hate you, Pixar. You were doing so well up until this point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up, we have Brave. Have you seen Brave? I have seen Brave. Okay, I'm not. I'm not super passionate about it. I don't know. I like Brave. I okay. mean, okay. Um, defend yourself. I haven't seen it in a while, so I I, I want your. Take. I haven't seen it in a while or either. Oh, okay. but um, I think I saw it in theaters when it came out. Yeah, I think, and I, saw I loved it. I remember I had it on disc for a while, so I've probably seen it a couple times. It's just been it's been years, but okay. I don't know. I just remember I, I've always been into like mythology mm-hmm. and like um, I don't know. I thought the will o' wisps were really cool. Yeah, yeah, they had to like guide her into the forest. And I remember there was like a cool scene where like her mother turns into a bear or something. That yeah. happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. Like in the movie, <laughs> my I mom's just, a bear. I, there, yeah, I just I liked a lot of the world building. I mm-hmm. liked the I liked the Scottish accents. I just <laughs> it's cool. Sure. Yeah, I remember. I, I I remember really liking that archery scene, like midway through the movie, where she's got. Oh, like, where she like splits the arrow. Yeah, like that stuff. Yeah, cool. um, that was cool. I, it's I, a good movie. I haven't I like seen it in a while, so I guess I need to rewatch it. That's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go to Disney Plus and watch it again. I guess. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure it feels like Pixar. It, it feels, feels much more like a Disney movie than like a Pixar movie, or like a DreamWorks thing almost. You're you're not. I think that's actually more accurate. Yeah, you're right. It feels a lot more like yeah. A DreamWorks. It doesn't feel like Pixar, but it's still a great animated film. Okay, then I guess I'll have to revisit it. Then uh, you've changed my mind. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So brave, and I I, I, remember, I think my sister might get a kick out of that. So I guess I will watch that. Um. Okay. Next up, Monsters University. I don't hate Monsters University actually. I think it's fine. I've never seen it. Okay. I was thinking for a second. Don't think I've seen it. Okay, it's not. It it's not uh, nowhere near as good as Monsters Inc. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it's like it does some stuff as a prequel where it kind of like sets up some stuff that happens in Monsters Inc. Where you're like, oh, okay, like I don't know. I I can't really defend it all that well. It's kind of a most of it's kind of like a dumb like uh, college fraternity movie, except for kids, so they can't really do that, but they kind of do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Animal know. House, yeah. Animal House for children. <laughs> right, it's like Animal House: Revenge of the Nerds, but a kids movie. I don't know. It's got some <laughs> cool stuff. And that's another one yeah. where, like, I've seen it a lot, so maybe that's it. Um, yeah. But I do remember really liking the ending because the ending, for some reason, like, it takes a more like serious turn out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, like, you know, it's kind of freaky. Um, yeah. But I, I, I can't attest to that. But <laughs> I, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's fine. It's not. It, it's definitely of the better of these like recent Pixar movies. It's not like anything amazing. It's nowhere near like a Soul Coco Inside Out thing. But, oh like, yeah, yeah. 
it's it's mm-hmm. not a waste of time. Like if I if it was on TV on like a movie channel, I'd probably check it out. You know, I don't. Yeah. Know. Okay, so next up was Inside Out. Um, <laughs> I like. I it. like Inside Out. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I that's another movie that like I've seen a lot. Um, and that movie like gets me emotionally at the end. I'm always yeah. Like, oh, man. It does. Yeah. Ugh. It's a good. Yeah. It that's like that's the one that feels like it would fit right in with like the earlier Pixar stuff, where it's like it does. Yeah. The emotional side of it is really strong. I think. Okay. I don't know. I I think the themes in this one in particular are very very strong. Like yeah. I I don't even. It's not even one of my favorite Pixar's, but the themes in it are like. The fact that, uh, like, for the for a lot of the movie, you you they keep blaming like all the problems on sadness kind of yeah. thing, and then you realize in the end that sadness is kind of what has to. Ma- I mean, it has to happen to make everything right. Like, like that, that's powerful. That's some powerful yeah. stuff right there. She's like, she's not the villain. She's but she's not. None of the rest of them aren't the heroes either. It's just yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I, that's such a good message to send to kids, you know? Like, it is such a good message. Because there, there's like, some moments yeah. in there where I was, like, worried, because, like, there's a scene, I, I, the imaginary character, what's his name, Bing Bong or something? Bing Bong, yeah. Yeah, there's a scene where, like, his wagon or something, something of his gets destroyed, and he's, like, sitting down crying, and Joy, like, tries to, like, cheer him up really quickly, and it's not working, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, what's going on yeah. here? And then it, I mean, he's Okay, Bing head. Bong... Bing Bong dying is such as like I, okay he's an annoying character like <laughs> very annoying character but his death is still like very important. Oh in yeah, the movie. Like, it's such a powerful moment where you're like that's like the loss of innocence you know for like children. Yeah, like, oh, and there's man. like the, it's like the valley of like lost childhood or yeah. I mean that's like it's a very important movie or I think it's like a good movie for kids to see probably even I if they agree. don't completely understand it. I think it's a yeah. It's definitely like as far as like messages go, I think it's one of their most mature for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it proves that Pete Doctor's like the best. I mean, cuz he was what well, he was up Monsters Inc, Inside Out and Soul, which I I think are like the best, right? They they're all very good, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. Inside Out's a classic. Um <laughs> I love, I love, I love the joke at the end. It's like at the very end of the movie, they say the best joke for last, but when uh, Riley, the main girl, bumps into the boy and it zooms into the boy's head and like everyone's just freaking out. It's like, it's a girl! Ah! You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that was... that's great. <laughs> I love oh, that. I just, he's barely a character, but just Kyle MacLachlan as the father just makes so much sense. That's true. He's, he's everyone's just... dad, really. He's... <laughs> He's such a fatherly person, it seems. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Dale Cooper, Daddy. Yeah, I don't know. He's great. I love Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, I guess moving on, next one, uh, another one of their weekly ones. Uh, good Dinosaur, have you seen it? I have not. It's not good. Um, okay. It's like, I don't <laughs> That's know. What, I haven't even, I've, I've almost completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, well, you after you see it, you'll completely forget about it. Um, I don't know. The animation's gorgeous. Like, it, this is one of their best-looking films. Oh yeah, because I've seen like that star scene. Yeah. Isn't that one? Of, yeah, that, yeah, it's very pretty looking. But... Yeah, and it's got like some cool water effect shots too, where you're like, that looks real. Um, but the movie sucks. Like the main character is annoying. There's yeah. like the plot so minimal and not in a good way. <laughs> um. And the humor, the humor is really weird. Like, I don't know what they're aiming for. Uh, so, yeah. Good Dinosaur is not great. <laughs> uh, 
Finding Dory, you're not a fan of. Um, Finding Dory is like, okay. I'd say. I've barely seen it, to be honest. Like, I have, but I think I was like, my little cousins forced me to watch it, and I was okay. probably like, I don't think I was even paying attention most yeah. of the time. I mean, if you're not a Finding Nemo guy, Finding Nori's not going to do anything for you. Um, yeah. I don't hate Finding Nori. I think it's actually strong in some places, but they bring back Nemo and Marlin for no reason. Like, they have, like, a little side <laughs> plot where they're just redoing the same thing as the first movie. I'm like, no, you already went through this arc. Like, what are you doing? I, I liked the look of the octopus. He's great. Yeah, the octopus is awesome. Uh, yeah. He's so fun. Yeah, I don't know. Finding Nori's all right. Uh... Let's see. Cars 3. Have you seen Cars 3? <laughs> I have not. Is that the one where, like, Lightning McQueen dies? <laughs> <laughs> no. He gets injured, but the trailer makes it look oh. like he <laughs> I thought he died for some reason. Like, <laughs> I, I saw, like, the trailer, and he, like, flips over or crashes or something, and yeah. I thought he was just dead. <laughs> Like you know, if that movie had been like the funeral of Lightning McQueen, that would have been so much better. I, I I mean, I haven't seen it, but I think it would have been better. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's not. Here's the thing. As far as a Cars movie goes, it's a better sequel to the first one than the second one. Because, like, it okay. the ideas from the first one. But it's still not good. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a Cars movie. I mean, it doesn't have Mater Spy Spine. That's right. So it's it's automatically a positive, really. Um, and Mater, the funny thing is, Mater's, Mater's like barely in it. He's in it for like maybe five minutes, and I'm like, thank God. Good. They took, they took I think, I think, or I think Cars Four should be like a really emotional, like death of Lightning McQueen. Now. <laughs> it should be. It's like but with Lightning McQueen. No, but it's like okay, so he's like really old and he's yeah. dying, and he's like reliving his, his like his like heroic past mm, mm. <laughs> I <like laughs> through that. memories I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you should write that script i i, I yeah I, I think pixar should do like the pixar thing but with the cars the cars series <laughs> true. true i agree yeah i don't know cars 3 it's lame um i literally don't remember anything about <clears throat> it except for like i thought a few jokes were kind of funny but it's not that great um Let's see. Coco. Uh, I love Coco. I love Coco. Dude, that movie, I did not expect it to be that good. I don't know why, but I was like walking th- in and I'm like, eh, it's probably going to be all right. And by the end, I was like falling. So I think I think it's the most beautiful Pixar. Yeah. Movie. Like the way the way the, the like the dead, the underworld looks is like. Gorgeous. I mean, all of the all the skeletons and like the the Cinco de Mayo, like the Day of the Dead look. Oh, so uh, it's, cool. Yeah. What it, yeah. It's so cool. There's so many moments where they just show, like, the city, and I'm like, all right, Pixar, you're just flexing, but I'm having, you know, like... I'm but it's awesome. Time. Right, I'm not either, angry. Either Coco or Soul is, like, the most beautiful, like, visually they've I done. Agree. I agree. And I Coco, mean, again, like, it's got a really good, the emotional core of that yeah. is really strong, too. Um, I don't know. And the skeletons, like, all that stuff's awesome. Uh, and the music's good, yeah, too. I, I like the music. It is great music. It might be the best, like... I mean, not the best score, per se, but, like, the best um, music. Th- like, yeah. I mean, it's the only one that has, like, a big musical element to it. But you know what I mean. Of course. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I gotta say, I was, when I was in the theater for this, um, and they... 
you know, they, they reveal the movie. And I'm spoiling this because I'm sure everyone's seen Coco. And if you haven't seen Coco, what are you doing? Watch it. Um, but, like, at the end of Coco, you know, they reveal that, like, Hector was, like, his ancestor or whatever. And mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think I did either. Yeah. But I genuinely thought they were going to kill off Hector. So I thought, like, in the last 30 minutes, I was literally bawling because I thought Pixar was going to kill him off. And then they didn't. And I'm like, all right, well... I just like wasted like all my tears for nothing. I mean the ending, Crying, yeah. The, the the ending with the grandma and the remember me, all that stuff's awesome, and I did cry at that. Yeah. Like, everything before that, I was like sobbing because I thought he was gonna die, and then he doesn't. I'm like, all right, well, I've been played. Coco is one of the emo- most emotional. Yeah, like man. that just it does the, like it does the Pixar thing where it, it knows what it's doing. Oh yeah, it's like it's purposely pulling at the at the emotional stuff, but it does it so well. Right. It's, it's, like, like, <laughs> it, it's Pixar at its best, really. I feel like Pixar is at its best yeah. when it's working with the emotional core and, like, a good theme. I feel like when you have I mean, those two things, that's what they succeed at. That's their staple. It's like, they were animation for kids, but they started they started going for, like, the, the emotional and the dramatic and not just doing, like, silly comedy. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, that's, like that's some what, studios. That's what sets them apart. I feel like is like when they yeah. when they when they get more mature, they can be. That's why they're held so high because they can be yeah. for both kids and adults and not like talk down mm-hmm. to anyone. Yeah. Uh, unless you're cars too. Um, <laughs> die. That's or, why Pixar as a as like a studio is so perfect. I mean, they know what they're doing, but they do like they're doing everything the all the emotional stuff very intentionally. But it works so well. It's not like it's not forced. It's not over the top. It's yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next up we have Incredibles two. Not big on Incredibles two actually. I didn't like it that much. It was predictable. Yeah. And it was boring. Yeah. Predictable and boring. I like. Sorry, sorry, Brad. Incredibles. Like. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Brad. I didn't. Wasn't a fan. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe the thing is I hold the first Incredibles up to so such a high degree where I was, like, very yeah. excited for a sequel because, like, Brad Bird said for, like, years, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do the second one unless I have the right story. And then I see the second one, I'm like, that's all you got? Really? Uh, you could, yeah. I, I feel like he was pressured or something. It but had maybe, to be. Like, why couldn't you maybe, have done, like, Maybe he just job? made a mistake. I don't know. <laughs> probably Disney just paid him a bunch of money, and that's probably what happened. But, like... I, I don't know. Why not do a time jump? Like, there's no reason for the story to take place immediately after the events of the first. Like, have Jack-Jack be a character, you know? I mean, I like I think the Jack-Jack... Jack, better. The Jack-Jack raccoon fight or whatever, that's kind of funny. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, why not, you know, age these characters up instead of, uh-oh, here we are doing the same thing again. And I'm like, all right, yeah. no. Do I something. mean, there, there were funny. There were good moments. Sure. I mean, like... Uh, Mr. Incredible trying to be like the single father was pretty funny. Oh yeah, and there, there's a really good there's a really good action scene in the middle with like Elastigirl and her like bike that can like her bike like splits up so that like her front half and her back half are like on the motorcycle or something. Like, oh, I do sick. remember that. Like that's that was cool. cool. Yeah, and it, it, like that movie looks really good too. For some reason, I don't know what they did with the animation, but it looks like really like I don't know blocky and comic booky, and like I don't know like that looks really cool. But yeah. the movie itself, like, I, I just don't want to watch it again, which is a shame because yeah. I'll put on that first one there like, was... anytime. Like, you know how I was saying about how there was all that cool, like, villain and character design in the first one? Yeah. 
They lose all of that in the second one. Okay. Like I do, I am not interested in any of the new, like those new, like villain heroes, whatever they are. Right. When they're being like, they're being hypnotized to like attack them. It's like that weird squad. There's like the bird person. Yeah, they're, I, they're like, so forgettable. Whereas, yeah. like, I literally remember this time, like in the first one. There's like that skeleton of the guy, and I it sticks out to me. Whereas these are like characters, and they're boring and forgettable like, like why they bring them in you know like the, i thought the whole point of the first one was like hey the bad guys literally killed like almost all the superheroes and here in number two they're like oh and by the way here are these guys they're fine and i'm like what yeah it, it it didn't work it was stupid yeah i'm not a fan like it looks good the soundtrack's great obviously there's some good scenes but like i i, I would not like i i don't want to watch this again because i'm just gonna be bored i can do other yeah. things my time the okay. only moment in that movie i liked was when i heard bob odenkirk and i go hey that's bob odenkirk uh, don't you love bob odenkirk he's, he's a <laughs> national treasure i feel like put him in everything uh yeah okay next up toy story 4 which you haven't seen uh i really like it i was going in like i thought it was gonna be awful um because i was going i know in, there's like, a fork that's all i know I like him. <laughs> is he a fork or a spork? What is he? Uh, he's a spork. Yeah. He's a okay. Spork. Um, I thought this was going to be terrible, but I walked in and I actually really liked it. It's not, here's the thing. And I'll, I'll be vague in case you, you, you do see it, but like the third movie wraps yeah. up everything in a nice little bow, except for like Woody. And that's what like the fourth movie is. It's like entirely Woody focused and it like wraps up. Well, that's I, yeah. And I, that seems like it could do a lot. I don't know. I thought they did a really good job with, like, what his character arc is. And it kind of, like, recontextualizes, like, his arc in the trilogy. And, like, what kind of his goals have been. I don't know. I, I, I thought all that stuff's really cool. They completely waste Buzz Lightyear in the movie. Like, <laughs> he has a really dumb side plot. And it's like, all right, what are we doing here? But, like... <laughs> Everything else yeah. is really like I don't know. I was I I put this on for family movie night, and my dad like turns to me like seventy five for the way through, and he's like, "This is a lot more like depressing than I thought." I'm like, "I know, isn't this great?" Um, but I don't know. I, I like Toy Story four. Something this more. is a lot more depressing than I thought. Yeah, I know. Isn't this great? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know. Um, but I don't know. I like Toy Story four. Uh, I don't know if they should. I, I I'd be okay if they ended it here, but I don't know. They might have another story to tell. Who knows? Um, are they gonna? I don't know. I feel like we don't need five Toy Story no, movies. No, that's too much. Too much. Uh, I will say Keanu Reeves uh, plays a, a toy stuntman, and that's funny to me. Um, I don't know. I just like Keanu Reeves. I'm not a huge Keanu Reeves fan, but... Ooh, ouch. But, you know... Is that a hot take to you? <laughs> to me, yes, but, I mean, you know, you're, you're entitled to whatever you got. Uh, okay, a few more left. Onward? Have you seen Onward? I have not. Eh. Good? Eh. Bad? Eh. mediocre it's mediocre until like the last 20 minutes the last 20 minutes are like genuinely really good everything up until then is kind of a slog so isn't it like isn't it tom holland yeah i don't like tom holland i don't I, like tom holland that's my hot take but whatever um is that a hot take i don't know, I don't know. he's just kind of whiny every and like he's a baby <laughs> <laughs> you're right yeah he's just kind of whiny i'm like shut up he's uh, like a big man baby yeah, I, I don't know. It's him and Chris Pratt, and I like Chris Pratt, so I guess I'm okay with that. But like, I, I don't do know. like Chris. Yeah, yeah. he's likable. Um, but I don't know the whole 
it, the thing is, is like onward, I thought it was set up to be one thing, and in the last twenty minutes, they kind of change it. It's like, oh no, this is what it was about the whole time, <clears throat> and it's got like a pretty, I don't know, it had an interesting conclusion where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I like, I'm, I don't want to watch it again. I'd watch like the last twenty minutes on YouTube or something, but I don't know. I mean, it was all about them like looking for their father, right? Right. Something like yeah, that. yeah, and then there's something a little more to it that they add in. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming, but I don't know. It was kind of whatever. It and that that one feels a lot like a DreamWorks movie than a Pixar movie, but yeah. If you want to check it out, check it out. If not, you're not really missing anything. Uh, and then that brings us to Soul. Uh, amazing. oh, I love Soul. Ooh. Ooh, I soul. Love soul. soul is so good. It made me so happy watching that movie. I don't just everything about that. It was the, it was another perfect one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. Honestly, it could be my favorite. I'm not sure yet. I say Up's my favorite because I've seen Up more times and Up's like a classic. But I don't know. Something about Soul was just so appealing to me. Like yeah. about finding your purpose and doing uh, what's right with your life and like. Yeah. The message just caught me off guard because, like, the whole thing yeah. of Soul, I was like, "All right," because I don't know, my 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 brain was on when I was watching this, and I'm like, "Oh, is the whole movie gonna be like, oh, he's gotta get to the piano concert, and then you know he'll realize and that is not at all." They like, yeah, the movie literally has like 30 minutes after that, and the whole time I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I don't know, I, I it blindsided me, and I love when that happens. Yeah, I mean. 22 it was 22 right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know 22 is uh, like the character development of her i think mm-hmm. it's a her yeah knows. yeah because i mean it's not a person yet it's just like <laughs> right but it's voiced by tina fey so i guess we'll go with her yeah um i don't know this is the two the two of them like contrasting each other the whole movie is perfect and like yeah man the, the gimmick with the cat's funny uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love uh, like, I love Terry, whatever, the the bad guy or whatever. He's, like, the keeper of the soul world or whatever. He's hilarious. Oh, like the, yeah, the guy who slides, like, the numbers over. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like how he's the bad, like, the, the bad guy. There's no bad guy in this movie, really. There's, yeah. like, one guy who causes them problems, but he's not, like, a. you know how most Pixar movies have, like, the villain yeah, he's the, more the, just like the movie of this villain is like existentialism. Exactly. No, the villain of the movie is death, pretty much. The idea of death, yeah, you know, and it's, or it's, just like the idea of facing life almost. Uh, there's yeah, yeah, man. No, I love Soul. The music's so good. Like the colors of everything. Oh my god, dude. Oh man. I, it's like the scene with the the petal, like the flower petal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it coming, okay. And you know the scene where he places all like those objects in front of him. I'm forgetting what they are, but like all the things that have like memory value to him, and he places them in front of him and plays like, like the song of his life almost. Mm-hmm. That yeah. part was so like magical to me. I-, I loved that moment. It was beautiful. And dude, they had Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing the score, and they okay. were like popping it's... off on that score. I think it's so funny that that score. It's like this like quiet beautiful like jazz score and it's done by trent reznor like <laughs> the guy who wrote closer and hurt like <laughs> like wait a minute what's going on here yeah no, you know the song closer right mm-hmm. oh i knew the, oh i knew yeah it's used at what's well, used at the beginning of fear street for absolutely yeah, that's right. no reason but <laughs> yeah that's right you see we're bringing it full circle that's what we're doing <laughs> 
I just think it's funny that Trent Reznor goes from <laughs> from Nine Inch Nails to the this. I mean, he's done other movie scores that are more in his like Nine Inch Nails style, but oh, just sure. the fact that he did Soul is just so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Talented guy. Oh yeah, hey, I love the guy. Yeah, no, I, Soul's so good. I <laughs> I I was bummed when it when it like I was happy to see it for free on Disney Plus, obviously. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I bought the Blu-ray of it and I uh, I put it in the theater I work at. Uh, we had a screening mm-hmm. of it and I put it in on, on the big screen. And just hearing like the audio of it and seeing it on the big screen was awesome. Like, oh man. Uh, and then do you see Luca yet or no? I have not seen Luca yet. No. Okay, well Luca's good. I talked about it in the last podcast episode. There's there's not a lot I have to okay, say, yeah. but it's cute. Small scale, but in a good way. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just one, just a couple of guys being dudes, you know. They're just hanging out on a beach. That's really all you need. Um, yeah, Luke is cute. But yeah, I guess that does all the Pixar stuff. Um, so as far as a favorite for you goes, you're in the Soul Up. Those are soul or Up, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I mean, my... Coco's there too. Right. And for some reason, today, the more I thought about Inside Out, it like it it excelled in my ranking, but. I think every day, like, my opinion changes on, like, where my ranking is. Mm-hmm. But I, I I, think Incredibles Up, those are kind of the two that I hold in high regard. Yeah. Inside Out, Coco, Soul, like, those are definitely up there. Toy yeah. Story 2, those are up there. But, you know, they're classics. You know, when they are when they do well, they're really good. Um, oh, yeah. And when they're not, nobody remembers them. Remembers them so, really, <laughs> it's, it's a win-win. I mean, that's a good legacy for them, I guess. No one remembers their bad stuff and everyone, like, hails their good stuff. Like... That's how you win. That's how you. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I win. Yeah, exactly. This is how I win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, that uh, that concludes the retrospective. Uh, If you want to jump into movie of the week, this week we. uh, Give me a second. Let me pull this up. We have a foreign movie from Japan, right? This is from Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, called Tampopo. This was released in 1985, directed by Juzo Itami. Uh, the premise reads, a pair of truck drivers happen upon a decrepit roadside fast food stops selling ramen noodles. The whittled owner, Tampopo, begs them to help her turn her establishment into a paragon of the art of noodle soup making. And, I mean, yeah, that's part of it, but, like, there's also just a lot of, like, but, segments, you know? Yeah, there's vin- it's, like, vignette style. It's, yeah. like, like the, the, the main story is not the only story, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, like... I don't know. There's so much stuff in there. Like there's there's stuff about like movies and cinema, cinema, mm-hmm. uh, cinema. and then there, then there's stuff about like I don't know. There's life and death, but a lot of it's about like food culture. Yeah, yeah. There's the some weird so sex good. stuff. <laughs> there's some weird sex stuff that sh- you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I definitely <laughs> knew. I definitely knew. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, let me tell you, that was uh, the, the egg yolk scene. I was like, oh damn. Oh yeah. Yeah, never. Never watch that movie with like your parents, probably. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I probably agree. I probably agree. Or maybe watch like an edited for TV version, so that way, you know, that scene didn't show up. But it, it is a very like it's a very wholesome movie. Like it. It is. I love it. It's. I mean, some parts are bittersweet. So I mean, the ending is very bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. But like the whole thing's about like you know I don't know it's the whole thing's like Tampopo just like learning how to like you know become a good cook. Yeah, and she she like builds this community with these people. Some of them who she used to have like the the one guy um I forget his name, but you know who I'm talking about, like the big big guy. Mm-hmm. 
at the beginning, yeah. Right. Like, he had, he was, like, the drunkard who was, like, harassing her, and by the end, he's, like, he's part of that, like, small community of all the people who's helping her out. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very, like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm always a sucker for, like, I, I say this a lot, but, like, I like nice people doing nice things. In yeah. Movies. And this movie's full well, of it's, it, you know? Okay. I don't, like... In some senses, like, just a feel-good movie on its own, I probably wouldn't... I mean, it's fun to watch. But sure. this is a feel-good movie that has, like, a lot of, like, depth and layers, and it's not just, like, I, I don't know. There's so much to it. It's There's like, a lot of... There, I agree with you. There's a lot more going on to this than just, like, oh, you know, she's building a food shop. Good for her. You know, yeah. There, there's for some reason this movie i would describe it i wouldn't describe a lot of movies as being poetic but this is a movie i would describe as being poetic in a lot absolutely. of absolutely it reminded me and i i was looking i was reading some reviews of this after i watched it but and i the, the reviews kind of proved me correctly where this is almost like a modern kind of japanese take on a western you know where it's like you it know, is yeah the, the that's hero... how that's how like the criterion channel describes it i think but okay, cool. yeah because <laughs> they, they come just... in they come in, you know, the hero comes into a town, helps people out, and then leaves, you know? Like, I don't know. That's yeah, very, like, and like, he has no goodbyes at the end. Like, his goodbye is kind of, um, it's like, you ever seen the, I don't like it, it's like a boring movie, but The Searchers. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know the scene you're talking about, yeah. Where he, like, he looks at the woman for the last time and, like, walks out the door. It's like the classic Western hero, like. Right, leaving thing and that's what he does at the end but in some senses it feels like a lot more meaningful in this movie of course like it it's a west it's a western but it's an emotionally like charged western whereas i think like a lot of westerns are just like manly men shooting each other kind of thing right i like trains yeah um (laughs) whereas this is like a very like sentimental like deep movie Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, so one of my questions is, what, what is your favorite segment in the movie? Um, oh, okay. Um, absolutely. I mean, the white, um, the gangster, mm-hmm. the white, the man in the white suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, I, uh... Everything with him is amazing, but oh, yeah. not, not specifically the sex scenes. Cause sure. I mean, I mean, those, those are interesting. Yeah. I, I, there's, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff you can analyze in the sex scenes. Of course. But, <laughs> the bigger thing with him is his like the very opening of the movie you know where he's like he says like the thing about how um it's like the idea of your life flashing before his eyes he's like yeah. they say when you die they you you they play your final film mm-hmm. and it's like the best moments edited together kind of thing and he says he doesn't want anybody like interrupting his final movie mm-hmm. and then Later on, I guess this is a spoiler, but you do actually see him die. Right. And there's that moment with his wife trying, begging him to stay alive. And he like, he like takes off his hat and gives it to her. He's like, be quiet. My final film is starting. And you can and see it's like, like his raining eyes. And he, you can see his eyes like glaze over. Like, as, like yeah. almost as if he's seen that. It's just a nice little detail. I really like that. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about the fact that, um. I don't know. You see moments from his life that seem to be like that seem to affect him as a person almost like Mm -hmm. a few. You don't see like everything, but it kind of even adds to like the fact that you you, as an audience, you see some of the things you don't know this character super well, but you see some of the things that like 
would probably end up in what he considers his final film. Of course. Well, the movie literally opens with him, you know, like in the movie opens yeah. with him, like, you know, telling people <laughs> talking like, to the audience. Right. Very aware. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed that. I was actually, uh, I was eating some Cheetos when I was watching this and he's like, yes. No, okay. Everybody I've recommended this movie to is like, I was eating chips at the beginning. Cause like, you know, <laughs> like, he asks he's, you, like, he's like, what are you eating? And I'm like, Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> And he runs over to that. Well, he's got like his nice like cheese and salami board or whatever. And mm-hmm. that guy's eating like a bag of potato chips. He's like, <laughs> angry he's like, at him. You, he's like if, if I hear that sound when the movie's playing, I will kill you. And I'm like, I don't need that in front of every movie. Um, I love I love his character. Like he is. He, you don't know him. Like you yeah. never like meet him as a character really but you get you get the gist of who he is and like what he values and stuff and it's interesting that way yeah they give you the bare minimum but not in a bad way you know you get everything you need to know about him you know like he's not even the main character but there's so much to analyze about him (laughs) absolutely yeah for sure um yeah i really like that uh i really liked the there's a sequence where uh an old lady is teaching like a group of women how to like eat uh quietly and like, I, I really like the sound design of it, because there's a moment where, I mean, obviously the joke is like, you know, there's some loud guy, you know, slurping away. Yeah. Okay, the slurping sounds literally sound like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, it does <laughs> so not sound like a slurping. Um, <laughs> but there's a moment, there's a really cool moment of, like, sound, I don't know, if, like, I don't know how they did it, but, like, there's a moment where, like, literally everything is quiet, and she's like, alright, even the tiniest sound will set someone off. And she, like, like, barely like slurps the noodle and you can like almost hear it and that's like what she's yeah. talking about and i'm like that's so cool like that's such a nice little i don't know it, it, he, he i like think every, every segment in that movie it, it feels like it was created like lovingly mm-hmm. like all the there there was so much design and detail and like a lot of humor put into most of those like you know like the really like over the top like a um, makeup job when um when like the young man well so it's like all those old businessmen they all order exactly the same thing at the fancy restaurant and then the young guy orders like everything and their faces turn like bright red, red. Yeah, yeah and it's like <laughs> it's like so ridiculous like how red they get it's they're <laughs> like <laughs> but it makes it so funny and it's just <laughs> it's so fun yeah I, I i think i agree with you there's a lot more i think the reason why this, like, sticks out is because not only, like, all right, it's a feel-good movie, it's got food and stuff, but, like, I don't know, just a lot of, like, the segments just make it look like everyday life, you know? Like, it does, yeah. Obviously, the 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 man in the uh, the trench hat, uh, the white hat, and, like, I, I yeah. assume he's, like, some sort of gangster, but, like... Yeah, um, I mean, he gets shot to death, so... Right, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, it feels, it, it, it makes the world of the movie feel very, like, lived in, you know? It's, like, a yeah very, I don't know... Th- a weird comparison, but it feels like do the right thing kind of where it's like we're gonna take a look at like all these different people in the community. That is know? true. Yeah, I I I, un- I understand what you mean. Yeah, I think it came out the same year, didn't it? Oh my god, it continued me singing. Uh, eighty five. I think eighty five was eighty five. Oh my. Uh, I think do the right thing was eighty nine. But you're close. Eighty nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was eighty five. So Spike Lee's a hack. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> No, I love Spike Lee. No, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, you told me you told me to talk about my favorite directors at the beginning. I didn't mention Spike Lee. I love Spike uh, Lee. I love Spike Lee. 
He's like he's a top five director for me. I love him. He's great. Yeah. I want them to and just his personality in general is awesome. Oh, yeah. He's just so cool. <laughs> I love him. He's so yeah. He's you great. see his like bright pink suit that he wore. I to sure cam. did. I sure did. I love the guy. I want to. Me too. Uh, real quick aside. Um, uh, this month is actually uh, a, there's a Criterion sale. Have you gotten anything for that? Yet for the fifty percent off criterion sale, I didn't, but I got things a couple months ago when they had their thirty percent off. Ooh, what'd you get? Well, I got Tom Popo. Okay, nice. And I got um, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Okay. Which I still haven't watched, <laughs> but I have it on now. I there need to know. watch it. It looks good, but <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I, actually, I gotta, I gotta get mine. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, put the money for it. I just need to. I just need to. <laughs> what do you get? Uh, I need to get Firewalk with me. I need to get. Oh uh, yeah. I need to get YouTube Mama Tamien, and then I might get another, or I might not. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> you want to see my most prized? I, I've got like two of my favorite Criterion's with me, not Show on them. purpose. They just happen to be sitting in front of me. Show them. Uh, for those who are. Yeah, yeah. You can't just this, this podcast uh, of audio. Yeah. All that uh, jazz. And Harold and Maude, nice. Harold and Maude. I love the cover of Harold and Maude. I mean, yeah, it's I, really, a... I really got to watch Harold and Maude. I, I'm going to do that this week, I promise. I'll get back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> sure. I feel like everyone's, well, I don't want to spoil anything, You're but good. everyone um, seems to think Harold and Maude is like all weird because, I mean, you know the basic premise, right? Right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's like a 20-year-old and an 80-year-old like having a relationship to some extent. Right. And people think it's weird, but... I don't know. It's not really about that. Mm-hmm. It's more about like two people who are uh, shouldn't or like the fact that they're together is weird by mm-hmm. like not not even just by like social standards, just like by biological standards too. Right, like right. these are people that shouldn't be together, <laughs> but at the same time, they're two people that need each other. Right. Like. Of and it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's such a great film. Like, even out of the, like, you can think about it in so many ways that aren't about, like, the age gap itself and of just course. about, like, other relationships that, like, feel like they shouldn't be but need to be kind of thing. Of course. It's like, where they're, they're, they're meant for each other, but in, in a strange yes. way. I don't know. It's a great film. That's it makes fair. me happy That's in, fair. like, a very bittersweet way, but <laughs> I, I love it. That's fair. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up about Tampoco? Um, I mean, the cinematography is underrated. There's a lot of like really patient shots, you know, like yeah. they, they will just put the camera there and just like let it run. And it's really, <laughs> I don't know, it's it kind of helps to the whole like vibe of the movie where you're just kind of like, yeah. you're watching these people just kind of like live life almost. Yeah. You know? And I also, well, uh, con- contrast to that's the style that they use throughout the movie is like the opening sequence mm-hmm. where they it feels like they have a lot of cuts compared to what they have later on yeah you know when it's like he goes into the ramen shop for the first time there he's like it's raining and he's like he starts like the fight with that guy yeah i love the moment where he flicks the um i don't even know what that is it's like that little like thing like that, that they put something? on yeah it's like that little thing that's on ramen. It's got like that swirl in it. And I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I mean, I've eaten it because I've eaten ramen. But <laughs> but that moment where he like flicks it off and it hits like the guy's face and just like lands there. And then he just like, it's, this, it's like the close up on his face. 
Oh, yeah. Close-ups. That is something that movie utilizes very well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know why, but you, you just, like, they have, like, the very, like, in-the-face shots that feel western-y. Like, it feels like a Sergio Leone shot. It really But does. it's being used in the Japanese, in this Japanese movie, and it's, like, they use it for, like, all the conflicts and, like, <laughs> you know that dream scene where, like, the, the nightmare scene where they're, like, breaking into her ramen shop? And, right, like, right. <laughs> that scene feels very intense because of close-ups. Like, they're oh, yeah. getting in her face and stuff, and it's, like... It's, it's very. I was like, "What's going on?" And then it was a dream, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, right, we're good." <laughs> yeah, because she's getting like boiled alive. Right. And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." Um, the movie just took a very dark turn on you. <laughs> I was like, "Where is this going?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. And uh, do you think? Do you think maybe the reason why it starts out like so, like you know, uh, crazy with editing? Maybe. And this is a theory. <laughs> maybe I'm dead wrong, but like maybe it's like a sort of thing is where it's like they're getting used to like the community of the village because like i don't they never clarify whether they like live there or not and maybe like yeah. the longer they're there like you know the longer the shots are the longer like i don't know I, that's a very deep analysis of like camera work i mean yeah. i like that i've never even thought of that but like i don't know i mean it makes sense uh, the they get <laughs> as they get more comfortable the shots get more comfortable in their environment yeah thing. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't really. Well, I, I even think that the close-ups get less less utilized as the movie goes on. I think you're right. Yeah, I think there's more. There's more like there's more slow wide shots as the film goes on, and I think that. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, here, here's here's my big question. Uh, what what do you, is there some sort of artistic interpretation that you have of uh, the credits where uh, the baby's like breastfeeding, uh, the mom's breastfeeding the baby? A lot of people talk about that scene. Um, I mean, it's go. I mean, the whole movie's about film mm-hmm. and about life to some extent. And I don't know exactly what it's trying to say, but it's going. It's going back to the beginning of both life and food. And that's what I was gonna think too. Yeah, because like baby's first food usually comes from like the mother's breast. Um, and, and and I think it's interesting that they end the film with a beginning. Uh huh. Yeah. What is that? That's an interesting concept, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure countless people have written articles on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a (laughs) I feel that's a film that can be very a lot of parts of it can be analyzed like a lot, so right, right. But yeah, um, no, I I really enjoyed this overall. Uh, I appreciate you recommending it. Um, I think this is the first oh, yeah, porn film we've had on the pod, so uh, oh, that's that's good. Yeah, for our listeners, um, it is on HBO Max, and it's on the Criterion channel, um, if you want to check it out. But I really recommend it. It's a very good, like, nice, vibey movie that you can kind of just, like, I don't know, like, soak in the characters, soak in the world, and you might learn yeah. to, like... you don't even have to analyze it deeply to enjoy it. Like, right. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It works on both levels, for sure. But, awesome. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Aaron, is there anything that you want to shout out or promote? Um, I mean, if I can promote something, I do make, I do make short films. I mean, I haven't made, I haven't made something big in a while, but I hopefully coming up, I've got a script I'm writing, but my production company with another guy named Tyler Guinea is, um, Dead Horse Productions. Awesome. Yeah. Check them out. I've seen a few of their short, I've seen a few of their short films. Space Egg. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. Space Egg. A bunch of people I know just make jokes about Space Egg now because I just... I made that in, I don't know, like four weeks or something, just out of boredom in my basement, messing around with inks and eggs and 
close-ups and stuff right. and i just turned it into something and people just think it's funny now because it's the egg floating through space for absolutely no reason but it looks cool <laughs> that's all you need Dude, yeah i'm pretty happy with how it looked i feel that well aaron thanks for being on the show man well uh well if you uh, yeah, yeah we'll be sure to have you back um in the future <laughs> i i'd gladly come back it was fun absolutely we'll talk about humi halloween no um no god <laughs> no um but yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Um, be sure to keep listening to the podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere. Um, be sure to leave a review on iTunes. One of these days I'll get around to reading them, but I'm so lazy that I don't want to right now. But it does help the algorithm. It helps me out very much. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. Make sure everyone have a nice week, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.